What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to DadCast. Holy moly, it's been about a year. Super, super, super excited to get back at it, both in video and podcast form. It's a conversational show about dads who play video games. Yes, that's right. DadCast. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my very, very good friend, Tim Talbot. Tim, welcome back. And man, doesn't it feel good to be back with this? Yeah, COVID uh, definitely took a toll on us, I feel like. I mean, I feel like us as a group got closer, you know, got to know each other a little bit better. I mean, I was still prior to COVID, we were still getting to know each other a little bit and found out we had way more in common and knew more similar people than we thought. But, but yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind to actually have another child now, which is kind of crazy. So you can't really tell, but I got a pink shirt on today, just since it's a little girl. So Ellie, so you got the two in, which I'll talk a little bit, but not as bad as I thought it'd be. So, but, uh, but yeah, (laughs) it feels good to be back recording, playing video games and, you know, just all doing all the fun stuff that we like to do. When we talked about uh, bringing the Geekiverse back to to kind of reboot things with a, a new lineup and a, a fresh take on a lot of things, um, one of the very first people I talked to was Tim, and I wanted to bring back DadCast, of course. We only had gotten in two episodes when we talked about this last year, uh, but Tim and I have only known each other for a little more than a um, a year and a few months at this point, and uh, you know what? The, the friendship is super exciting, of course, but what we've done and and in the few months and coming back to the Geekiverse here has, has been a, a lot of fun. So we're, we're really excited to get back at it. Uh, as Tim mentioned, a few things have changed there. Most notably, uh, nothing more than uh, Tim has, has doubled his, mm-hmm. his number of kids here. Uh, <laughs> so no congrats to feet. Tim and his family. That's for sure. <laughs> no small feat. Um, Tim, why don't you, you dive into just a little bit about the, your daughter? Just... How, yeah, you know, however much you want to or don't want to share. No, I don't. I don't mention it at all. So yeah, it's been. Uh, I was honestly kind of a little bit worried with having a second kid, just because, you know, you have the one and it's it's fun and it's just it's a lot to handle. And you think to yourself, like, how am I going to ever handle two? So we had our daughter. I mean, this is going to sound kind of kind of crazy, but she just kind of sits there a lot of times. <laughs> I mean, she's only eight months now. We had her in uh, October, so she's only eight months. So it's not really like she's doing a whole lot right now, but. Just having someone else there, aside from myself and my wife, to entertain her. I mean, my son loves her, which is awesome. My dogs are obviously really good to their kids. So it's just been it's been really easy, which is good. The only not easy part is the not sleeping part and fitting video games in because it kind of causes you to readjust your schedule a little bit. But about two, three months ago, she started sleeping through the night again, which is nice. So, you know, we've been, uh, been full on since then and been getting back to video games a little bit. It's been tough for me the past three, four weeks, just been so busy with work. But, you know, I think, you know, both Joe and I try to make as much time as we can. And I know we talked a little bit prior, but we want to kind of make this one a little more about incorporating your kids with video games. And I'm assuming uh, Josiah's daughter is probably right around the age two where we can start introducing video games if he hasn't already. And I know I've, I've started uh, diving in a little bit myself and couple of funny stories with my son with with games because it's not the typical ones i would have thought to introduce first so but so far so good what about you how has everything been with uh daisy and everything like that at home um so in the i guess uh, since we last recorded this uh our our major change uh we're still just one one kid uh she'll she'll be three this uh later this summer uh but daisy uh we we moved uh in the fall so uh right just after uh tim and his family had Ellie, we we moved out uh, pretty pretty far from where we were. I would you know, relatively far, about forty five minutes. Uh, a little bit different life for us from suburbs to the the country. And um, 
Daisy, you know, handles it like a champ. But I, in terms of video games, I've, I've introduced her a little bit here and there to to the Switch. <clears throat> so I started with, um, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, which Mario? The new Mario. I should know this. Um, Bowser's Fury. So mm. it came out in, in February. And we're, you know, on the show today, we're going to talk about kind of kid-friendly games or uh, games you can play with your family, I guess, or around your family. Uh, so we, we want to offer some of uh, our own ideas for what has worked there. But Daisy, I, I love it so much. Anytime I, I play anything, whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, she always looks at me and goes, Daddy, <laughs> Ario, Ario. Um, oh, of course, me and Mario. <laughs> And uh, she did uh, control it for a little bit. I, you know, didn't get very far, but I actually, you know, gave her the pro controller, put it on the TV and, and kind of helped her where possible. And she picks up on so many things so quickly just in life in general. Uh, this we haven't touched on a lot, but the, the few times she's done it, she she always brings it up and goes, Daddy, Ario, like, uh, you know, she wants to play. So that's been super exciting so far um, in, in the last year as well. I don't. Tim's got a little beard here going that looks really mm-hmm. good. I've not shaved. I'm I'm gonna I'm going on. Jeez, feels like forever. I think I've, I'm thinking over a year and a half now. <clears throat> I have faith in our charity event that we'll get you to shave it this year. So, dude, oh, so I really do. I think I, it's I think it's possible. I think we can get there. So what what so. did we say? Ten thousand for for last time was mm-hmm. the the cutoff. Um, we're gonna do some more charity events. Uh, this iteration of the Geekiverse really wants to make that a focus. And we did one in December, and I set the bar. At least for one of one of my items, to you know, if we raise ten thousand dollars, I would I would shave on on the live stream. <laughs> uh, we we did not hit our goal, but we did hit we did hit a if nice I had more number. money at the time. I would have totally totally donated that money. So <laughs> worth it. To I'm see. not su- not surprised at all. <laughs> um, we we had a good time with that. I, I know we're we're gonna look to do something like that this summer and definitely again this Christmas. But um, yeah, that was another thing that we did in in the uh, kind of the Geekiverse off season here. We, I think we raised a little, man, I'm so fuzzy on this now, close to $3,000. Yeah, I think it was pretty close to 3000 So, yeah, it was amazing. It was a great turnout. I ate a, spice, I ate a hot chip and played Fortnite with Joe for the first time, and uh, Dude, I actually I was, got, the, got, the, got the win on it, too, I think. It was my first time playing Fortnite in a long time, though. So Tim, that was that was my first and only time playing, and I'm undefeated. It's, yeah, you it's are. great, you know. I I contributed almost nothing to it, but I had a blast. I, I pulled, a put it on my my Xbox Series X. That's another thing that's happened in, in since the last iteration mm-hmm. of Dadcast. We've got some next gen consoles. I've got my Series X. We've both got PS fives. Shout out to Joe because I would not have one if it wasn't <laughs> for him. So because I cannot get one to save my life. We so. stumbled across it. I knew you know Tim was looking for one, and and when Best Buy had a, a new batch come out. Um, Two weeks before Christmas, I was able to get one, so I lucked out. Tim was the first person I called. Um, yeah. Pass it on. Also, a, a shout out to John Thick of the Geekiverse. You know him on MCU Reviewed and Geeks Got Game. He's the reason I have a Series X. I could not get one to save my life on that that day one uh, of pre-orders, but he was able to get his hands on one. So uh, yeah, we're we're sitting pretty here in the next generation of consoles. Um, I wanted to ask Tim just to kind of roll into things and catch up. What, just in general, whether family friendly or not, what have what have you been playing? Oh man, that's a that's a a tough one. So I feel like lately it's been a lot of shooters, and it's a tough thing to get away from because obviously when I sign on and play video games, I have friends that want to play, and typically that's the route I end up going down is like friends that want to play, you know, Valorant and um, Call of Duty and Apex, and I always end up playing it because it's fun, but. You know, I do love do love my single player games. As of lately, the game that I've probably played the most out of all of them is Returnal, just because 
I'm a huge fan of roguelikes, and that game has just hooked me. I actually got a little frustrated because I, I beat the game. So I have an outdoor patio, and I, for the first time I brought my PS, PS5 out to the outdoor patio to play. And what ended up happening was, is in the transition of moving it from my downstairs to the upstairs, the console actually got corrupted for the data for Eternal, and I have to rebeat the game, even though I have the trophy for it. So, because I only beat it twice, I guess the third time you can go through and beat everything and uh, get the get the upgrade. But my list is long. I have a very very long list of games I want to play and get to, and it's just every I mean between work and you know kids and summer. I mean you know how summer is; it gets crazy. So, you know I just been beat. I mean I've been going to bed earlier, and you know I'm usually very good. I mean my uh, my fuel of the day, my fuel <laughs> of the night, I should say, usually keeps me going, but it just doesn't do what it used to do. So. Yeah, I was gonna have a beer, but I'm golfing. So in the morning, seven seven thirty eight tea time. So, yeah, you, good choice. I, it's yeah. funny, Tim and I talk about this. We 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 drink coffee very late for the average person. I mean, I think either of us could put a pot on, drink ten or eleven o'clock at night, and then still go to bed, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just the life of a parent, right? Um, so Returnal, yeah, that I mean that came out of the gate swinging, super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about video games, it, with regards to PlayStation. If you know, if you you watch our show, MCU Reviewed, JT, uh, in our group text, has not played God of War 2018, has not played Horizon Zero Dawn or Miles Morales. And he said he would beat all three by the end of June, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I would. I got to check in on him and see how he's doing, because that, that's no small task. Imagine not playing those three at all. That'd be a shame. You don't even know what you're missing. I've, like, never, I've never played the three of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> God of War is one of my favorite games of all time. I cannot speak enough to how good it was. I can't wait to replay it on PS5 with the the patch. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I enjoyed, but not to the degree that John Fick did. It, John's Horizon is, is my God of War. And so he's super excited about that sequel. I mean, who isn't? And then past that, Miles Morales, I've, I platinumed. I played twice. Mm-hmm. By the way, I while we're talking platinum, uh, Rashawn... The, the former uh, Geekiverse, uh, Geek Scott Game cast member, we called him the, the, the Platinum King. I think I'm catching up to him, man. I mean, it's. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if anyone's catching him. He's way I, up so there. He's got 28, I think. And I'm just saying, I'm breathing down his next. Uh, How much you got? With eight. Oh, nice. 20 left. I think I have like so, two Platinums. And it's. I, uh, yeah, what do you got? Astros, Play, Astros Playroom is my newest one. Oh, the game is so good. I got to play that now. I got to go back to it. So I, I platinum that as well. Since the PS5 has come out, though, I think I've got six or seven. Like, it's it's really been crazy. Miles Morales, um, Spider-Man Remastered, Astro's Playroom, um, Immortals, mm. Phoenix Rising, I did. Oh, that's good. I, that was very fun. Oh, my gosh. Ubisoft killed that one. I did Ratchet and Clank 2016 recently. That was a blast, you know, as a lead up to Rift Apart. How is that, by the way? A few. So Rift Apart, I'm going to get more into it later in the show. Okay, I got to hear, but I, I I love those games, so I got to... I have a weird obsession. We, me and Joe talked about this. It's the story of my life. MCU movies, oh, I got to watch them all again because I don't want to, you know, not know what's going on. I never watch the movies because I got to watch all the ones prior. Same thing with uh, God of War. I was like, oh, you know, I really should go back. Back because when they came out, I couldn't play them because I was too young and there was nudity. So I, uh, I wanted to go back and play them again now that I'm an adult and I could do what I want. <laughs> and uh, obviously, 
that's three games, a lot of time, and I have, a, like I said, I have a long list, so it hasn't happened yet. And same with, I still haven't seen the newest Star Wars movie, but I have actually watched through uh, four of them already, so I'm actually on the right track with that one. So, slowly making progress. It's okay. We're uh, When we finish MCU Reviewed, we're jumping into probably Star Wars Reviewed, and you're going to just have to go along for the I'm, ride I'm with in. us. Like, I'm in. All right. Love, I, love I Star Wars. I knew you'd be an easy sell. Yeah, love me some uh, Star Wars. Well, um, I what we're going to talk about in, in just a little bit is some, as I mentioned, some family-friendly games, maybe some ideas that have worked for us mm-hmm. currently or in the past. Uh, but before I touch on that, I did want to just, you know, we're, we're on a video game talk show this week. One of the, you know, the biggest events in gaming happened, even though it is a altered version of what we've seen in the past. But E3 mm-hmm. is this week. So we'd be a little bit remiss if we didn't talk about that. Um, I know, Tim, you're out of town over the weekend, so you had a little bit of catching up to do. Yep. I've got some thoughts on on what we we saw with the conferences that did happen, or I guess the virtual conferences. But, um, Tim, you saw Nintendos. Yes? Yeah, I watched I watched all of Nintendos, and I'm super hyped about Metroid. I, I'm a big uh, Metroid guy, so that and then uh, the new Breath of the Wild. I was reading, uh, watched the kind of, kind of funny stuff today on what their theory is on if you're actually playing as Link or not. I don't know if you looked into that at all. Mm-mm. Supposedly, that's why they're coming out with uh, Skyward Sword first. Supposedly. Um, because that might actually lead into... Because you don't know the title yet for the new game. So right. supposedly, Skyward Sword might tie into the newest... Because that's like the origin of the um, the sword and stuff like that. So you know, I'm thinking that that'll kind of lead into everything. And supposedly, they think you're going to play as uh, Ganondorf or whatever. So... Mm. so be be interesting to say the I, least I have no idea what to think about that honestly um, I never finished Breath of the Wild I, I got 25 hours in I, it's a game I'm absolutely going back to play I think I'm going to restart it I know people have said I don't have to but I kind of want to I want to like experience that all the way through I'm not a huge side quest guy but I know I'm going to have to balance that as well um I'm going to say something probably controversial. I thought Nintendo's E3 was abysmal. Oh, so do I. There was, there was very, very little. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so. They had so, so few things that got me excited there. Um, I, we all kind of figured Breath of the Wild 2 working title. It, it was going to be shown off. They said earlier in the year that they were going to talk about it. Um, by the way, excited for Skyward Sword, having never played it. That's my great next game, game I, on my my purchase list. It is a great game. I wanna, well, I got it for the. I think it was on the Wii, yep. and I loved it. So a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's good. So are you are you gonna pick it up for a Switch? Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm gonna try to. So I just want to replay it, but yeah, I, I just, the time thing is with other games tough. It's a dad. You gotta manage it. your time more because that's uh, you gotta pick and choose, which is not fun. Well, no, definitely not. You've got to prioritize your list a little bit. Yeah. Um, I Switch just, is nice, then, though, because you can play it kind of when you want to play it, where other stuff you got to sit down, take control of the TV, where the Switch, you could kind of play it when you want. It's super attractive to, to think of it from that point of view. Um, I, if, having never played Metroid at all, any Metroid, was desperately hoping for the remastered trilogy that we've all been kind of like clamoring for for the last few years and we got nothing on that we did get the new 2d game um which 
I think as at first I was initially disappointed and then I quickly changed my tune and, and thought, you know, that's probably a game that I'm going to pick up at some point this fall. The 2D um, games were amazing. They really were good. But I do love that third person or first person Metroid games are pretty awesome too. So I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, I just feel like a, a, a remaster would be perfect for the, mm-hmm. the trilogy at this point, especially for like people like me who have never played it, got a switch and are super hyped about it. Um, I love that games like Life is Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy are coming to the Switch. Mm. I think that's awesome. I'm surprised that we still have nothing on the rumored Switch Pro that's kind of mind-blowing at this point. I know they said they were talking software, but come on. You could have easily gone in and cleaned up at E3. Holiday 2021, bam, easy. Yeah. I mean, Bayonetta, I know know it was another one that people were looking for and didn't see. (laughs) Same. So I just felt like it was such a miss. And then to see stuff like Wario, I was like, really? I don't know. I thought it was one of the worst press conferences in a long time. Um, so. on, on the flip side, I think Microsoft's press conference was one of the best in years. I yep. say press conference this is all virtual, but just especially for Xbox, that is the best one I think they've ever done. And it was just hard hitting hit after hard hitting hit and it was a lot of first party stuff with all the bethesda under the the same mm-hmm. roof and as always it is a massive massive showcase for xbox game pass and why it is the best value it in is. gaming unbelievable i don't like, have an xbox and i have the game pass PC, <laughs> so look at that look at this it's just, there are so so many games i mean they they hit it off right with starfield what a perfect tease that was. Just got a little glimpse of it. We get the, the release date for next year, which is great because it's um, it's 11 years to the date mm-hmm. that Skyrim came out. You know, another huge Bethesda hit. We got some really nice stuff uh, actually on Halo, which I felt underwhelmed about at first, but then it sunk in. And then additionally, Microsoft talked about uh, that they were going to be talking about Halo stuff throughout the week. And that made me feel better. And this one sounds funny too, but like Forza Horizon 5 was a surprise mm-hmm. announcement because we knew a Forza Motorsport was in development for next year. Uh, but with Forza Horizon, I cannot speak enough to that franchise. Having played 4 because it was on Game Pass in the early days of Game Pass when it came out, just an insanely gorgeous game. And if you have an Xbox Series X, there's no way you should not be playing that game on day one, even if you are not a racing fan. It's like an... If I could describe it, it's an open world racing game. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely stunning. They nail it every single time. Um, I put in for it, by the way, in our fantasy league, Tim, immediately. Uh, I put in for a bid, and it, it looks like I was able to bid for it, so we'll see if I got it or not. Yeah. Uh, but Is that close on what, know, Saturday? I think so, Saturday night, yeah. I'm going to bid if more than you Sunday. then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to tell you how much I bid. Um, but I that was a really, really nice thing to see. I was um, during the conference, I was hoping to see a little bit more Halo, but in the end, it, it didn't really matter. I just Microsoft absolutely killed it. And what was nice last thought for me is that um, they limited their their speakers. So it was really, you know, on to the next. We, we understand where Xbox comes from with a lot of this. Love Phil Spencer. He's one of my favorite people in gaming ever. But it was nice to see him. It was nice to see Pete and Todd from Bethesda where they're really positioned as leaders still because a lot of times when you take over a company, those those people go away. But that was not the case here. And they're going to continue to thrive, it looks like, under the Microsoft banner. So 
uh, kudos to them. Kudos to making Starfield an Xbox exclusive. By the way, I uh, I love all of it. Now, which I one just, Starfield again? Was that the like the Skyrim in space? Yeah, essentially. Okay, that's um, the one. That's what I thought you were talking. I again, I got missed it. Was been catching up as much as I can, and um, yeah, I was happy to see Elden Ring was in a myth. So got to see a little bit on that. <laughs> yeah. So obviously as a souls like guy and then also final fantasy is releasing a souls like final fantasy origins did you see that one i did mm-hmm. so they're supposed to have a demo and i guess the demo didn't work or something weird like that so very odd but i'm excited for halo being someone who plays a lot of shooters with friends and things like that it's you know i had some of my best memories growing up with my one of my good friends lance if you're watching this hi lance so i uh I did something with him where I used to go to his house. We'd go in his hot tub and we play Halo doubles and I'd get carried all night because I didn't have good internet. So I was not good at Halo. So obviously I'm much better at video games now than I was then. Not on controller, just on keyboard and mouse. But uh, but yeah, it's a lot of good games coming up. You know, like you said, there's... I think Xbox killed it. I think, you know, that was a, a very, very good... Again, giving value. I mean, how many times have they talked about day one free on game pass i mean isn't knockout city free in game pass i think or something like that that's yes, a new one I, went, I just downloaded that i cannot wait to play it mm-hmm. they John's had been a, mlb it. the show that was free when on, i mean it's just they're and the game the thing that i think they're doing that's helping them out the most is they're providing value for the xbox side where it's free on xbox not free on pc and xbox they're making it saying like hey if you have our console this is the benefit to having it and I think that was the value that when they first, when it first was PS5 and Xbox, um, you know, that was the biggest thing that I was kind of going back and forth on is, well, why would I own an Xbox if I can just have a PS5 and a PC? And that's giving you the extra value of saying, hey, well, these games that are coming out, guess what? You can play them for free with us, which I think gives you a lot of value. So, you it's know. huge. And, and past, past having the console, you can play, you know, we tease that I'm on team Android now. Um, you you can play i mean that you're going to be able to play it anywhere but the point is x cloud you're going to be able mm-hmm. to play some of these games right on your phone with an xbox controller or you know basically turn it into a switch with the the controller adjustments that they have um you can play on a pc you can play on an xbox not just a series x or s but your xbox one in some mm-hmm. cases you can soon also you know i imagine they're going to come out with essentially fire sticks they're trying to integrate xbox app the Xbox app into TVs. Like when you buy a smart TV and you, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Disney plus, you're also going to have Xbox there. They're making games accessible for everyone. They don't care how you, you play them. And it's the beauty of Microsoft right now. Like as a long time Xbox fan, I feel so justified kind of sticking with it. Um, yeah. Despite, you know, and I love PlayStation immensely as well. It's just, it feels nice to finally see some wins on the board for, yeah. for Xbox. And past that, the day one stuff is not just limited to Microsoft first party games. Back for Blood is one of my most anticipated games coming out this fall, right? It's the the successor, yep. the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. That is not a Microsoft owned property. But guess what? It's coming to PS5 and it's coming to Xbox. You can play it for free, essentially, on your Xbox with Game Pass. That's crazy. mind blowing. It's crazy. Like just truly really unbelievable. Is. And kudos to the the team over there for making that happen and all the first party studios that they have right now holy crap they are going to have some some exclusives that i think are going to knock it out of the park and then you got like we said november it's heavy hitting in october you have back for blood but in november within a week or two we assume you're going to have halo and forza so just yeah 
awesome, awesome. Really looking forward to Halo. So a gay, a gaming dad, and it's it's Mm -hmm. that's that's what we're talking about here. Uh, Before we shift gears uh, into the the meat of the show, just with the the family topic, Tim, how how have you found the difference in balancing your your gaming habits from when you had one child to having two children now? And uh, like, what's your time of day? Do you get an opportunity after they go to sleep? Do you have to make time on the weekend? Like, give me your thought process a little bit. Yeah, it's usually only when they go to bed. So that's tends to be when I play play majority of my video games. Biggest issue we're having right now is my son does not want to go to sleep unless the sun is down. So Mm, that being said, it's eight thirty nine o'clock, and he's like, I don't want to go to bed. So. You know that's been uh, been a big adjustment for us, just kind of getting him to transition. And but there, I mean, it's honestly, it's been really easy. I I don't know how else to say it. I mean, at the time that I played video games before was at night. It's still at night. It's just a little bit later right now. I would say, if anything, I'm a little more tired than I was before. But you know, not much you can do about that. I think. I mean, aside from drinking more coffee. So, <laughs> right. uh, so I mean, it's been good. It's really been easy. And I mean, knock on wood, because obviously, it's still a lot of times ago. But, but yeah, it's been it's been good. I play at night when I can get the chance. The Switch has always been a, a big crutch for me because I can play that upstairs if my son's playing, you know, playing with toys or whatever, and I'm not really needed. And I'm, my daughter's taking a nap. I can whip out the Switch if I need to, and uh, that's kind of how I played that new um, Sega Frontier remastered game on the Switch. Played a lot of it, and that's kind of how I how I did it whenever I had the chance. If I was up early, having my coffee, I play a little bit if I could. And I think that's the biggest benefit to the Switch is this, you know, the the playability of wherever you want. So I'm hopefully looking forward to the Pro just because it'll give you a little more power. Maybe I can, you know, I th- they uh, I think John posted about it, or maybe Mike Mike Newton posted about how they're bringing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, and it's not like a remastered; it's kind of a demastered because of the way it looks when they showed the trailer. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Oh, yeah. Look the best, so it just kind of shows the limits of the capability of the switch right now. So, hoping they give a give a better one. But kind of trailing out of that, I think we talked a little bit about video games for kids. Unsuspectingly, my son actually got into his first video game that was not involved for me. So for Christmas, we got him a uh, it's like a little Kindle Fire tablet, like a kid's one, and he has it and yeah. loves the thing to death. He'll watch like TV on it. Well. The other day, he discovered the uh, it's a game called The Hungry Caterpillar, and it's essentially okay. like the Tamagotchi of Hungry Caterpillar. You feed it, you take care of it, you give it water, you give it food, you let it go to sleep, and then it eventually evolves into a butterfly. And then he essentially repeats the process. Well, he became obsessed with Hungry Caterpillar, everything. And just recently, we went through the potty training aspect. I don't know how that was for you, but for us, it was tough because my son had problems going to the bathroom and... We told him, hey, you do it all. You get real live caterpillars you can watch and grow into butterflies. It's like 40 bucks on uh, on the internet. I don't know if it's Amazon or what. But today was the day we got the caterpillars. So for two hours, he sat at the, the island saying, Dada, look at the caterpillars. Look at the caterpillars. Do you see my caterpillars? So that's been our fun, uh, fun of the week so far. But, you know, it, it is what <laughs> it is, I guess. So, but, but yeah. Funny. How about the transition from not being a dad to having your son was, would you say that was harder on your video game time? Oh yeah. Then it's been from one to two kids. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you probably just agree. I mean, you just, not that I didn't have responsibilities before, but a Saturday you could wake up at nine o'clock, have your coffee, your wife's, you know, 
getting ready or wants to do something like oh i'm gonna head downstairs play a little bit of a little bit of video games for three four five six maybe eight hours who knows but now (laughs) it's like well you wake up you got to take care of your kids and do Mm -hmm. all this other stuff which isn't i mean don't get me wrong being a dad is one of the most amazing things in the world i wouldn't change it for anything but you don't have the same flexibility you had before so you know that's why i think us talking about what we're talking about now of games to play with your kids kind of is a good way to transition into you know timing because i think that's something that's going to start to happen for me more you know as he's starting to get older that he wants to play i mean he wants to play the hunky caterpillar game all the time so i'm hoping maybe he'll play like mario mario games with me and stuff like that so but how about you what do you think how was your transition i feel like uh you know so the last episode we did of this a year ago we had john opec on he talked about this being like a mental health kind of forum. And I think that's a great way to put mm-hmm. it. And I don't, I don't know that I considered it that, but uh, speaking of dad cast specifically, that it is about almost like a support group. And I, I think that is a, you know, a beautiful thing in transitioning from, you know, just a married guy to with having no kids to, to having Daisy a few years ago. Um, I feel like, you know, it's easy to say now, but I don't think it was that, that, tough i think as she's gotten older it's been a little bit that's been where my transition's been from her being maybe anywhere from six to 12 months to being almost three uh my my child is high energy has Mm -hmm. never slept much only really started sleeping through the night this year Mm. um we we when lauren and i so my wife and i uh, knew we were having a kid we knew it would go one of two ways that the child would either be like me where it's go, go, go energy all the time. Or she would be like Lauren who could sleep 12 hours a day. No problem without missing a beat. She is not like Lauren at all. She is like me. So she goes to bed late. Sometimes we get lucky and she goes to bed, falls asleep by seven thirty, eight o'clock. But oftentimes it's, it's closer to nine or 10 o'clock. And then I find those days where I'm like, I stayed up, I had a coffee or a monster or whatever. And she falls asleep and I'm ready to fall asleep right with her. I can't do it. And that is so disappointing. That's when I get frustrated. But then there are some nights where she goes to sleep and I'm like, all right, I'm loading up for a run here. Even, you know, I used to have gaming sessions super late into the evening, two or three, four in the morning. No problem. Now I get to one o'clock and I'm like, she's going to be up what feels like any minute. So I, I better not do this. I, I better get some sort of sleep. A good friend of mine told me once, Robbie, if, uh, if you're watching, um, sleep when they sleep. And I thought it was some of the best advice ever. Yeah. So that we don't follow because <laughs> we try to stamp later. It's, it's balance. Follow. Yeah, it's balance. Um, I think when I think back to like Daisy's first few weeks and perfect time by the way tomb raider shadow uh shadow of the tomb raider just came out which i was a fan of and uh spider-man 2018 so i daisy would be up you know she'd she'd feed real quick i would kind of try to stay on my wife's schedule so it was a little bit fair and she'd go back down for two hours that was the greatest i'd have this mm-hmm. newborn on me i have my turtle beaches on and I'd be playing for, for two hours at a time. And then she'd be up for 15 minutes or however long it was. And once I got out of that, that was tough. So like right now, my, my gaming is typically limited to evenings, meaning well, really nighttime after she falls asleep. And I would say one or two nights a week, 
sometimes I'll bring the switch to, to bed just to play a little bit before I, I go to sleep playing um, Pokemon snap. And then uh, really, if it's not a Friday or a Saturday night, I usually got to pick one or the other and go all in. And that's where I get into my, my gaming. Uh, I'll either have a coffee late and then transition to beer because that's just <laughs> right. feels like a dad thing. <laughs> um, or I don't do it at all. And that's, that's about it. You're right. In all of this, we can't be lost on the fact that being a dad is one of the greatest blessings ever. Yes. And I would throw away video games in a mm-hmm. second to be a dad. Yep. But if we can find the balance, that's also a nice thing. So it's of, it's interesting to to talk about. Yeah, Breath of the Wild actually was my game when my we had my because it's like you said when they're kind of that zero to twelve months where they're interactive, but they're still napping all the time, and they can just kind of hang out with them, and they don't need all the attention. I mean, the the amount of times my son needs me to do something for him or help him which is fun i mean i like doing that kind of stuff like we've been playing with legos lately which is awesome today we're just teaching him a book on like actually how to build stuff which he loved but they're just more it requires more of my attention where when they're younger you know i had the switch and breath of the wild was out you know like you said you're holding holding your uh son or and you're just sitting there oh you know just playing away video games which is awesome because your wife's like oh you're taking care of the baby <laughs> and it's like yeah yep so We're you know hard here. Yep, yeah yep. <laughs> so it all worked out but yeah it's um but that's i agree with robbie at that point it was kind of like hey sleep when you when they sleep because the nighttime things it's rough i mean you think you yeah. can you think you can handle night when you play video games because you're up all the time but once you fall asleep and they force you to wake up again and that's when the real the real struggle comes in, but my daughter's, I mean, she's been good since we had her, so it wasn't a bit too big of a deal there. So, so I mean, that's good to hear. Um, I want to, we, we should probably get into some family friendly games. I think it's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, what our situation in our house is, 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 you know, every, every family's different. We, we typically are not watching anything that might be a little bit graphic or even I would say considering a, a be considered a little intense. Like so, I've been diving into the the Mass Effect trilogy remaster um, in the in the last month or so. Huge Mass Effect fan. Uh, there's there's some inappropriate, you know, inappropriate moments you could say for a child in there, but for the most part, that is typically my after dark gaming. Right. What I'm playing while she's awake, if I'm playing anything that's not on the Switch, is a game like Ratchet and Clank, cartoony, very fun, child oriented. Uh, that's going to be my first game. I'm going to talk about three games here and Tim, you can kind of jump in the middle Mm -hmm. if you've got games to suggest yourself. Uh, But Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is what I've been playing uh, on the weekends kind of in in front of Daisy. So uh, sometimes she'll be able to occupy herself and that's when I really try to pick up the controller really quickly and just sneak some time in. Sometimes she's too hands on or wants to go upstairs and play in the, in the the toy room, you know, so that's that, that could be a little bit difficult, but She's picked up on so many words lately, and to hear her say "ratchet" and "clank" is just a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of been my my first suggestion in terms of what I've been playing in front of Daisy. I would say I've got a few more suggestions on things I would consider playing either with a child or with my spouse. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start with "ratchet and clank." Tim, I don't know if you had a list or if you had any suggestions you wanted to bring out first. Yeah. So this will be fun because we'll see who uh, who's got the same ideas. I can. I can uh, pivot if needed to. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of my big ones that I've been playing as of late with my wife, um, 
you know, probably could incorporate my son in there. He's watched us play it and he likes, you know, watching it is The Adventures of Sackboy because that's kind of, you know, the equivalent of a PlayStation Mario. So I actually went out and bought a second controller just to play with my wife. We haven't played a ton of it yet. We've obviously life happens and you get busy and she's a big TV watcher. So we try to, you know, get TV in when we can and movies and stuff like that. But she knows I like playing video games. So, you know, key to a happy marriage is you know, finding, doing stuff that you both like sometimes. So she tries to play video games with me when she can. And you mentioned um, Bowser's Fury. That's like the, there's a game that came out for the um, the Wii U prior. My wife loved that game. We played it for like the longest time. And then she realized that you could actually go through and you were supposed to collect all the stars. And we went back <laughs> and got every single star in the game. She just loved it that much. She just always had to, always had to be the cat. So, um, that's dedication. I love it. <laughs> but that, but Little Big Planet's a similar game. But it's actually yeah. funny, funny little story, too. My neighbor had asked me, Hey, what's some good games out there that I could try? So, you know, this obviously isn't an appropriate game, but a funny story because I don't know if anyone should listen to my recommendations anymore. He's like, Oh, what games are good out there? I mentioned Little Big Planet. I said, Oh, a great game that, you know, isn't very, I think it was free. Um, cause he had like the, I forget why it was free for him. I was like, Oh, you know, try out, um, heavy rain, <laughs> horrible <laughs> recommendation. He's like, he liked it at first. And then he realized that, you know, at the beginning you lose your child and like you lose your child. He's like, I had to shut it off. It's horrible. And I'm like, it's really a great game, but I played it when I didn't have kids. So monster. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so it was uh, it was definitely one of those I felt pretty bad about it, but he liked Little Big Planet, but that's a game that I think is good to play with your kids. You know, I think you could play like Mario up to four people, and it's fun because you get to customize the character. You can put stickers all over the world you're in, and Sackboy isn't 2D. It's you know more similar to like the um, how do I explain it? 3D where Maybe you can kind of go over like a crash. You want. Crash Bandicoot a little bit more? Yeah, a little bit more. More like a um, the Mario game you're talking about, Bowser's Fury. Okay. It's like the equivalent of that now, which is fun. Gotcha. So, but. Sackboy's a game I want to pick up at some point. I just didn't want to pay full price for it, admittedly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it might be a pay- PlayStation Plus game at some point. I don't know. Clearly, it's it wasn't high enough on my priority list. I love that suggestion. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like your heavy rain suggestion even better. <laughs> but, Would you dude, not agree? I'm, it's a great game. I'm not out of left field here. It's just it's a little I intense love at first. Heavy rain. If I talk about like my top five series or games ever, I've got the Batman Arkham games up top. I've got uh, probably Mass Effect right after that, and then somewhere in between, I've got God of War 2018, and I've got Heavy Rain. Mm. Like I loved Heavy Rain. I would say it hasn't aged super great, <laughs> uh, but Quantic Dream, man, they make some really good stuff. Yeah, like well, you know, Detroit Become Human. They had uh, Beyond Two Souls. So Heavy Rain comes out in 2010. That was one of the first PS3 games I got, and I got it like the week it came out, and I adored it. Um, fast forward to 2016, and um, it came out for PS4 remastered, but you could only get physical copies of it online because it, it, it came out digitally in the U S and North American markets, but physical copies were overseas. Uh, but on Amazon, I struck one. So I, I got it and it was a, a combo with beyond two souls. So oh, I got nice. all the, you know, all the trophies again. Um, but yes, I, I, John was streaming last of us last year for the Geekiverse, and with, he with got, uh, Mike Newton, right? Yes. Yeah. So he got to the point early on in the movie or the game. This is not spoilery where uh, Joel's daughter gets killed. And I was talking about Wait, how what? brutal that scene is now as 
uh, get out of here, as <laughs> a dad. <laughs> and like how different you look at a scene like that. And then I talk, I talked right on the chat about heavy rain. I'm like, that. that's like, it's so different. I always used to make decisions how I think I would react in a game as opposed to being like a renegade or a rebel. And now I don't react at all the same way when I have to yeah. do choice based games, which is funny because like I'm playing mass effect. So I can't wait to see what that looks like in the end. Um, so I'll get to another game here the other day. And this is not my game, but Lauren goes, she's a, a funny way of communicating. I think lovingly, she says, I want to play that, that game with the space people again. And I go, do, do you mean among us? Or uh, she's like, yeah, that one. So, she was so good uh, at that we, game when we played at the charity stream. What's that? She was so good at that game on the charity stream. <laughs> <laughs> I had no yeah, any idea. Oh my gosh, dude. So good. So we play it in my, uh, from time to time in my family, we all huddle around with our switches and then we hook up my mom with uh, a phone and then my dad will play it like on PC and we have a blast with it. We always know when my mom is the killer because um, she's vocal about it. Like she'll be like, shoot, or she'll be like, um, <laughs> it's very clear in how she moves around the, the, the arena. But uh, in terms of family friendly games, I would say you can't go wrong, whether it's with your child in co-op or Lauren and I used to play the heck out of these. I still play them single player, just 100% of when they come out, but the Lego series of games. Mm. So it incorporates yep. stuff. You mentioned your son loves playing with actual Legos now. They see it in video game form, and it's typically with a property that they're probably very familiar with. So my daughter loves, um, on Disney+, Plus the Lego Star Wars adventures, and the Freemaker adventures specifically. When Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, finally comes out, oh my gosh, please let it come out at some point in the next year or two. Um, I think Daisy's going to either have fun watching it or playing it with me. Uh, so those games are easy to pick up for really anybody, uh, but they're not mind numbing either. Like there's a little bit of exploration and searching and there's mm -hmm. tasks you can do. And to, to play the game at its base level is great. If you want to master it and get to the hundred percent, get your platinum or get your thousand uh, point gamer score. There's, there's some time dedication there. So you got Lego Star Wars. There's Indiana Jones over the years. Um, there's like a Marvel that has yep. been huge Avengers past that specifically the MCU. There's a bunch of DC spinoffs like a Batman. It's been really good. They've done a, a Harry Potter, all eight yep. movies you can get into a collection now and they're on every system under the sun. And maybe even some of them are on mobile, but you can play them on your switch, which is perfect. If you've got kids, your PlayStation, your Xbox family, you name it. I don't know if you ever dove into those, but those have been, uh, I played a few a of them. For me. I played a few of them, but I do like them. That's that's a game that I've been eyeing up to play at some point with my son. Just now that he likes Lego, so you know we uh, we definitely want to want to try getting him into more stuff like that. And you know, it's just uh, it's been on my list. I, he also loves racing games, so we've been talking about doing some like Mario Kart or something too. But that wasn't one of my recommendations, but could be if needed. So I'm I'm gonna pass it back to you. Give me another one. All right, so the next one I have is one that my son actually loved watching me play, similar to uh, your first one, is Astro's Playroom. So that oh, is yeah. a phenomenal game. Platformer, it's kind of got the the fun and the the lightheartedness of the game. And my, my son really, I mean, so background on this a little bit. So John Fick, obviously, me and him were going back and forth with some of the speedruns. Because once you beat the game, you unlock the speedruns for those levels. And I realized that 
John was actually very competitive, and Joe is not very competitive with the speed runs. So no, I just I beat him once, and yeah. then I was done. So yeah. I, I, you know, was like, hey, you know, this could be fun. Well, we ended up getting a little bit out, out a little little out of hand. Next thing you know, I think we're in like the top thousand in the world for like scores, and it was just getting crazy. So I think he holds half, and I hold half right now, pretty close to even. So, but it's a good one because my son loved watching me play and. With any type of speed run, I'm replaying the level thousands and thousands of times. So he was loving it. He loved watching me. He's like, oh, what happened? And was just really enjoying it. And the game is essentially like any platform where you kind of, you know, jump throughout the level and complete the tasks. And <clears throat> I would say as far as platformers go, it might be a little little harder for a younger person to, younger child to learn. But, you know, single player and a, a fun platinum, I think. So, and the levels are fun, you know, kind of has got a lot of lightheartedness and a lot of nostalgia if you like, you know, old, old systems and you're a PlayStation fan like myself. So, you know, that's something I played a lot and it was a good, it's free with your PS5. So if you end up getting a PS5, it's definitely worth the purchase. And they're doing a there's VR no better thing way. too. They are there and there's no better way to break into your PS5, mm-hmm. especially as a longtime fan um, or a newcomer, honestly. But as a longtime fan, there are so many Easter eggs throughout that from the PlayStation one all the way to the, through the four. Um, and I think it's super interesting how they really show off the haptic yep. features on the PS five dual sense control where I thought it was going to be very gimmicky, but it was not, it really showed off the strength of how w- wonderful that controller is. And I'll say this too, to tie in ratchet and clank rift apart does a lot of it. Not as good as Astro does, but it really is like the first game past that to take real advantage of it, where you're pushing down half of your R2 and L2 to do certain things, or you're feeling the different vibrations as a ship goes by, as opposed to when you're using uh, different guns or different weapons throughout the game. Like It is incredible how particular you can get with the vibrations in these controllers nowadays. And that is that is one advantage they have over uh, like an Xbox, for example. Astro's so, my go-to when someone wants to know how the, how the PS5 is. I'll whip that game out and say, oh, you know, just try this level or try this part where you use the rocket, you know, to go up the level. And it just it gives you a very... Or the frog, you know, just the feeling the... It's very, very cool to feel and you wouldn't you don't expect it at first. And now that I have it, it's it's a lot of fun to have. So, like that kind of controller. So, one of my favorite things on that is the spring dynamic. Yes. Yeah. What it, it feels like it, a spring. It really does. It's mind blowing. Yep. And I do also, I know some people think this is gimmicky, but I like the speaker on the controller. Yeah. I know the PS4 had one, but this one uh, with the PS5, it, it makes a lot of sense in most cases, I think. Um, don't worry. I'm going to knock you guys off of a, a few of those speed runs in, in a few years time yeah. when I get back to it. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, so last game I wanted to just kind of mention here, probably a game you want to play. This is more geared towards, I would say playing with your wife or girlfriend. Um, you could play with your kid as well, but, but they probably want to be a little bit more advanced in video games. Nothing crazy, but overcooked. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore Overcooked so much. I played the heck out of Overcooked 2 when it came out. We got a review copy at the Geekiverse because we went to E3, and I was so excited to play it. I put so many hours into it. Um, We got the recent Overcooked revamp where it was the PS5 and Xbox Series X version of uh, Overcooked 1 and 2 all in one, and that is an incredible value. You will not find, I would say much better of a bang for your buck than if you buy that to play. Um, 
once you get past a certain point, you do want to have more than two players. You can have up to four players at a time. With this recent iteration of Overcooked, you can play it online. So it's okay to play with strangers, but it's way more fun to play couch co-op. So I recommend playing that with, again, your, your spouse Hard. or girlfriend. Um, can be really difficult as you get later on, but some of those early episodes could be fun, even if you're not accomplishing what you want and having your... Uh, if your child just kind of run around with the control, it's it's silly fun. So yeah. I would say Overcooked um, is that has been number one on a list for a let's play that I've wanted to do for the Geekiverse for the longest time. I want to get chef hats. I want to get aprons and have us all like lined up on a couch and play it and just yell at each other. I think it would be an absolute blast. So Overcooked. Yes. Check it out. If you are not familiar, watch some online videos. Watch some let's plays with it. It is a freaking good time. Any honorable mentions before I do mine? Any that you thought of that you... I mean, I feel like I tried to stay away from, like, the Mario games just because any Mario game is a good family game. So I feel like that doesn't need to be... Not totally off base, but I would say... um any anything crash bandicoot also mm-hmm. is, is very much like a mario game but i'll say this only because i put on the crash bandicoot uh trailer for when they they released uh it's all about time uh for ps5 in march daisy wanted to watch that trailer no joke 25 times in a row as soon as it was over she wanted me to restart it so i wasn't actually playing the game but she loved the kind of the goofy comedy that she was seeing um, but that's that's probably it. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it back over to you. Yeah. So my last game, like I would say, it's probably more like along the lines of what you said, a game that you want to play with the wife. So this is one that I've eyed up for a while, and we haven't got the chance to play it. It's it takes two. Yes. So it's essentially a game about a husband and wife whose child turns them into I think it's like yarn dolls. I think it is. And I think so. You essentially go through marriage counseling and learn how to, you know, work together to accomplish the objectives and essentially bring life or love back into the marriage. And I haven't played it yet, but it looks amazing. And it's on my list of games that I want to play with my wife. And it's I heard it's really cool as far as the con- controls go because there's two different points of view and each person has a completely different playthrough. So if you play as the husband or the wife, you do completely different things. Like one person's like a positive polar of a magnet and the other person's the negative side. And it's just, you know, it, it gives you a, a good, a good, and it's obviously co-op. So split screens co-op, you can do it or obviously um, online, but you know, it's something that I really wanted to play with my wife and you know, we're going to, we're going to play it at some point. So as soon as we get back around to games, I know the summer is kind of tough with, uh, with really playing anything with the wife just cause this stuff gets a little crazy. So Dude, I want to play that so bad. Oh my gosh. I actually was watching the trailer for it before it came out, and I told Lauren that. I was like, I want, I want to play this game. Yeah. Like, we have to play this game. So I'm hoping uh, to pick that up at some point this summer. But that's a, that's a really good call. Yeah, but I think, and, and honestly, in my opinion, I'm glad we're talking about this stuff because I really do think that's the key to having, you know, successful family life, you know, gaming life is incorporating the people you love or the things that you love doing and kind of sharing that with them because, I mean, gaming really does bring people together. I mean, we raise money. We've met friends. I mean, the world kind of has seen how much gaming can do for a community, for family, bring people together. And I just think that's something that, you know, it's always underrated. I'm a big fan of the couch co-op things because it's a lot of memories I had when I was growing up. And I feel like it's something I want to be able to do with my kids. And, you know, I want to be the old dad in the room that still plays video games. So... You know, that's something that my grandma, when I was growing up, 
uh, actually played video games. So I thought that was always pretty cool. So, you know, uh, she was a big RPG fan, like myself, obviously. So, but yeah, it's just, uh, I definitely awesome. think, yeah, but I definitely think it's an important if you're someone like us, dads who, who dads who game and, and geek out incorporating with them and, you know, like the MCU movies, I really want to watch that with my son when he gets old enough too. So Star Wars, you know, just having like interests and, and doing stuff together, I think is awesome. So I couldn't agree more. And I say it all the time, no matter what, what we're doing, passion is contagious. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you get excited about video games, even if, a, you know, maybe someone else wasn't super excited on it or keen about it, or doesn't even know really where to start, they see your passion for it and they feel that. Um, and I feel like that's what we do well at the Geekiverse, and we do it even better this time around in this new lineup. We really we nail that dynamic. If I if I could say so, uh, we just we're passionate about video games. We're dads in the group here. We talk about MCU with our MCU reviewed series, and just it's what's funny too is we all know each other. You, me, and John at least because of video games, right? And you know, some of the best friendships I, yeah. I've ever had as a result of this. So right. it's just, it's incredible. And you, you mentioned your, your grandma there with RPGs. I think that's super fun. My, my dad played countless hours of Halo three with me. He used to stay up late at night after I got off of my four awesome. to midnight shift, just so we could play a few hours into 3am of, of Halo three, or I mean, we put a disgusting amount of hours together into online for Call of Duty Black Ops 2 back in the day on 360. It's just, you know, I'll pop on from time to time on the weekends. And I know his, you know, mostly centered around Daisy with us being busy. But he, I'll see him playing the, the latest Call of Duty. Every every new Call of Duty that comes out, I always pick up a copy for myself and I pick up one for him. And uh, it's just, it's fun to, to kind of have that shared passion. Well, we, we want to hear from you, though, the listener and the viewer, whether you're on YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse or listening to wherever you download podcasts on most major streaming services. What what are you playing? What, what works with mm-hmm. your child or with your nephew, your niece? Maybe it's with your, your spouse. We would love to hear from you what games are, are kind of family friendly that have, have been fun or past that. What are your gaming habits looking like since you've been a dad? That is a, a super important thing, and we, we all need to support each other when it comes to that stuff. Uh, so, it, you know, it's, in this world, you'll never be less busy, I feel like, than you are now. So it's finding, it's carving out those those times to, to kind of get there. Uh, Tim, uh, before we, we wrap things up here, anything that you want to lay out that we missed? Any... I know E3 talk, anything to look forward to. We're going to keep this show consistent moving yeah. forward. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I mean, I think we covered almost everything. I think a lot of good games coming out in the next couple of months. A lot of good games that came out this month, or last month technically. Um, Resident Evil Village. Obviously we had um, mm. you know a lot, of, a lot of good things coming out. and um, I know actually uh, we had Jono on what, I think it was one of our last podcasts we had. He actually has a game coming out called Trigger Witch that I actually am very looking forward to because I'm a big fan of those style games, you know, and, uh, you know, that's something to look forward to for myself, just knowing someone who developed the game because that's always been a dream of mine at some point uh, to work on a game. And sometimes I'll dive into that, you know, just in my free time, I'll get in a little funk where I decide, hey, I want to learn coding. And then I'll spend, you know, 40 hours on learning coding and realize that this is going to take me, you know, 500 years. So... <laughs> I stop, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think we covered everything. I think it's like you said, just a, a, a way for us to call all kind of talk about stuff we have going on and being a dad and gaming because it isn't always easy, and that's 
that's in life isn't easy. That's just the reality of it. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, work and doing other things that it's important to take time for ourselves as dads. And, you know, what I consider that is, is playing video games. It's a way for myself to unwind and kind of forget about the stresses of everyday life. So, you know, kind of my little tidbit at the end there. So well said, I, I think it is super important that, you know, I see from time to time, uh, statements that say never think about yourself or never be selfish and I, I think that, that, that that's false I know it comes from a, a good place you you want to think about others first and be selfless you want to love your neighbor right um, but you really need to love yourself and take care of yourself as well because if you're not taking care of yourself it's the rest of it's going to fall apart right you've got to find the, those those times to, to do what you love whether it's read a book watch a movie play a video game catch up on your favorite show you got to do it you got to spend those t- that time with your kids too um, it's just moderation and everything pretty yeah. much find that balance, find what works for you. And I think every single day I could probably speak for Tim. We're learning, especially mm-hmm. as the dynamic changes in Tim's family is maybe one day it changes in mine. And we, we kind of go from there, but dads, you know, if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing with a fellow dad who plays video games, we'd love to, to get them, uh, to, to hear or see this show as we, we bring this back to the forefront on the newly vamped Geekiverse. Happy Father's Day, by the way, yeah. uh, to you, Tim, and then all the, the dads out there. Same to you, Joe. Uh, I appreciate it. All the dads out there who allow us to do what we do and join in the camaraderie of, of, of sharing one of our favorite pastimes in video games. We uh, we look forward to doing more of this. If I can give one last plug, uh, you want to check out the MCU Reviewed. It's uh, our one of our favorite shows that we've ever done at the Geekiverse. We, do it, uh, we try to do it every week but it basically is the MCU in uh, release order. We watch a movie, we cover it, we spoiler cast it, we talk deep dive into it, and then at the end of it, we rank them. So myself, John Fick, and then John Tirado of the Geekiverse get through everything. Next week, we are up to this boy right here, Spider-Man Homecoming. So we are into the final third almost of the MCU, just in time for Black Widow as we get that in a few weeks. I mean, man, it's been so good to be back to the theater. Uh, but check that out, and then uh, we'll hear an announcement shortly on our brand new gaming show. We're going to shift gears a little bit from what we've seen in the past on Geeks Got Game. Uh, but for all things geek, you're already in the right place. Keep it locked to thegeekiverse.com, whether that's youtube.com slash thegeekiverse for all of our web shows or watch or listening to our podcasts on major streaming services such as Google Play and Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your regular podcasts. For Tim, I'm Josiah. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful return to DadCast. Happy Father's Day again, and we will see you all very shortly. Happy Father's Day.